The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Oh, well, I mustn't have been paying attention When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question? And I'll listen more attentively There must have been something Oh, mom's dancing. I like that. Yeah, let that song play so she'll dance more. I like that a lot. Because as soon as I say that, he pawns it down. Hey, how's everybody doing? Good, good. You in the car? You doing all right? Be careful that guy behind you. Hi, I'm Tom Duggan. This is the Paying Attention Podcast every Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. Um, June 5th, we are going to have an extremely special show June 5th. Um, so make sure that you are watching live on YouTube on the Paying Attention Podcast channel, June 5th. What's going on? Um, make sure, well, we're making a big announcement tomorrow. And so I can't really say what it is because I signed like 15 non-disclosure agreements. Um, and I begged them when they called me from L.A. last night to give me the news. They called and said, look, okay, we're ready. I've been waiting for this now for like six months. And I said, okay, we think we're ready to do like a release date and all this other stuff. Um, what do you think about that? And I'm like, great, I've been waiting for six months. Like, wh- just give me a time frame. How long do I have to wait before I can announce anything? I'm like, is it weeks? Is it months? He said, I don't know. I was thinking Friday. I'm like, wait a minute, this Friday? He said, yeah, this Friday. I was like, all right, well, so I do a show on Thursday. Is there any way I can kind of like announce it on, on my show? And he's like, absolutely not. You have to wait until Friday. <laughs> and I'm like, God, gosh damn it. So he paused in the room, so I had to stop myself. Appreciate um, that. So um, I've been working on this project. I worked on this project last summer for most of the summer all the way into, like, November. Uh, anybody who followed me knows what it is that we were working on. Um, I went live a couple of times while we were doing taping and stuff like that. Um, and tomorrow um, we're going to be able to make a full announcement on the Valley Patriot website. I'll put it up on all our social media pages. Um, I don't know that we're going to have a release date by tomorrow, but we might. So um, That's exciting. Look, look forward to, make sure you guys are following me tomorrow. Uh, as soon as we make the announcement, I'm going to leave the office and I'm going to go do live, uh, I'm going to do uh, live uh, from the street tomorrow because it's Friday. It's supposed to be a nice day, so it'll probably be busy in Lawrence. Um, and then hopefully if we, we get the release date, then we can start like releasing more stuff. And um, I wish I could say more. I probably have already said way too much, but make sure you're following us. June 5th, because we're going to have some of the guys that I worked with are going to be here, and we're going we're gonna to release some material. We're going to actually release some material. It's, um, yeah, I know All I right, know okay. That. She, figured, I, I she figured it out. I just wanted to make sure she was on board. So, all right. So, we are uh, live here and paying attention. Maddie Ryan, our new uh, news anchor, I'm sure has yes. tons of news for us to talk about. Paul is here, but he's sitting in the audience. Uh, he's taking a break before uh, before he comes up to chat with us about stuff. I guess he doesn't like to talk about news. So uh, why don't we start with you, Maddie? What's going on in the news? Anything All right. good? Well, the first thing we're going to talk about is Bottle Lady. Bottle Lady. Yeah, Salt Bottle Lady. I a understand. Salt Bottle Lady. I understand Maura Healy is going to be introducing a, a legis- piece of legislation 
uh, for a seven-day waiting period for uh, assault bottles. No. Only yeah, if they have a bump stock. Yeah, if they have a bump stock. <laughs> Only if it's hard liquor. <laughs> what kind of bottle was that? It looked was like it, a- it looked like a vodka bottle, but it was closed and there was still stuff in it. It didn't look – was it glass? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you can hear the clink when she hits the guy over oh the head with God. it. I didn't because yeah. it didn't look like he stumbled too much when she hit him. Yeah. So I was wow. – She hit him a couple of times. She, that was she wild. Was good swing. I want her on my baseball team. That was wild, but it has almost over 153 thousand views on facebook we've gone That's viral crazy yeah it is that is crazy so explain so to people what happened so basically we come into the video and these two men are fighting with each other on on a bridge in lawrence yeah, and, and one of them is trying to break up the fight and failing like very badly Miserably. because these two guys are just beating the absolute crap out of each other and then this woman comes out of her car bottle lady and she comes over, bottle swinging, and hits the guys, tries to get them to stop. And the, the best part is when you hear the clink. Like, that first hit, she hits him over the head, and it's, it's like, so loud. And you hear, ping. And like, oh, my God, that guy's not getting up. And then he got up, and she hit him yeah. again. And I'm like, holy crap. This guy was resilient. Like, yep. he kept coming back for more. He wanted more of Bottle yeah, Lady, I guess. He wanted more of Bottle Lady. Maybe he's in I love. Guess. Maybe he was in love. Now, what started the fight? Because you were there filming yeah, it. Yeah, we, so we don't know what started the fight. It might have been a road rage incident. It could have been anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we got there like, uh, I, I understand it was going for a little while before mm-hmm. we got there, but yeah, because there were, there were two guys, one of the ones that was fighting the other one and the guy that was trying to break them up, they got up after and they left on foot. Mm-hmm. So they must've maybe the guy in the car almost hit them or something yep. that was going on. But yeah, basically she stepped in. She swung swung her bottle around a few times. We actually saw her last night at the top of Hampshire Street. Oh really? Um, in a very drugged gang neighborhood. Yikes! Uh, with one of the guys that was in that video, and I drove by and I went, "Hey, was it was it the guy she got in the car with yeah. after?" Yeah. So I drove by and I went, "Hey, there's a salt bottle." Away. And then I, then I almost turned around mm-hmm. to go back and talk to her, but I thought like she might throw a bottle at me, so maybe, <laughs> I, maybe I should just keep going. Oh, you should have tried to interview her. Well, that's what I was thinking. So you're internet famous now. How yeah. do you feel? Yeah, but except it was like 11 o'clock at night, and it was like on Hampshire Street near like Alder, which, I mean, you don't want to get out of your car there even during the day, really, quite frankly. I used to so. go to school in Lawrence. Yeah, you at Central? Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared. Not a great neighborhood today. How long ago? I graduated high school two years ago. Oh, my God. I Thanks know. for making me feel old, kid. I feel old. I'm out of high school two years. Oh, she I'm feels halfway, old. Yeah, everybody through in college. this room, you guys hear her? She feels old. Hey. She's I'm, in college. I'm 20. That's, oh, I feel old. But eight more months. So, yeah, the video went viral. We got over 150,000 views. And it's still going because Turtle Boy picked it up. And they Turtle wrote about Boy. It. Yeah, Turtle Boy oh wrote God. about it today. And you got to read their take. you got to go to Turtle Boy oh, Sports I read and read that. their take. Do, do you want me to read the headline yeah, of th- what th- it is? Their take on it is just absolutely – like, it's stuff that even I couldn't think of. Hold on. Let me, let me find it. Slightly racist. Maybe a little bit. But I think a little bit's always okay, right? Am I wrong about that? Uh, Anyways. I don't know. I tend to I tend to stay in the middle of things. That's yeah. all right. Yeah, we love we love Turtle Boy Sports. They're getting they're getting screwed by Facebook. I love how Turtle Boy Sports. It's Merrimack Valley Turtle Bay. Now, do Turtle you know bay. what now do you know what bay means? No. No. Bay. You've never heard that. No. Do you know what bay is? No. You've never. No. Be- I'm an old man. Before like anybody, anybody, before, your significant yeah, other. Yeah, before anyone else. Oh, I see. Yeah. Bay. All right. I like that. So, like, people call their significant other Bay. I'm trying to find it. Oh, yeah. 
Do you want to do you want to read this? Uh, Mass uh, Mass Health Martinez stops traffic to bash free lunch Freddy <laughs> over the head. Yeah, we got a little thing. Oh. You know, you know. I don't, know how to, I don't know. Okay, That's the go. bad thing about Turtle Boys. You've got to close five different things before you can read anything. Uh, Mass Health Martinez stops traffic to bash free lunch, fr- free lunch Freddy over the head with bottle to save cocaine Carlos <laughs> as they establish who's the king of the Merrimack River. And they did like a play-by-play, so too. Bad. It's absolutely hysterical. It's so bad. So now that they've linked it, that 150,000 hits is going to be 300,000 before the end of the day for sure. That's... That's ridiculous. I wish I could say I wish I could say that's the video we've gotten the most hits from, but we've got a couple that are that are a lot higher than that. I, I'm very surprised that like any of the local news stations haven't picked yeah, this up. Yeah, I agree. Yet. Because this is this is like we got a couple thousand hits on the shooting. Uh, we had a sh- we had a shooting on video earlier mm-hmm. last week. The guy that shot the guy during the oh, scuffle yeah, on yeah, yeah. Uh, Lawrence Street, mm-hmm. not too far from Central Catholic. So yeah. All right, you have another news story. Yes, the other controversy in the news lately is the Laurel versus Yanny controversy, you know, you which know, I just introduced you yeah, to before I, don't, we went I on still air. don't understand it. First, how is it a controversy? It right? is it's like the black dre- black and blue dress versus the white and gold dress. Like, hold on, I'm gonna show you a picture and you tell me what you see here. Oh, oh did I delete it? I deleted it. This just became you TMZ. Do realize, yeah, you, you yeah. do realize this is radio, right? Yeah, this is radio, right. but well basically the controversy is people are hearing a voice say Laurel or Yanny, and depending on how you hear certain things, right. people hear one or the other. It's like the op- it's like an optical illusion only mm-hmm. with sound. Yeah, and it's crazy. So, so let me ask you this, because you're a young person, you're mm-hmm. involved in all these fads and stuff. Mm. What, what makes this like viral? What makes this like because something that everyone's talking about when it's so lacking of substance? I think I think my generation likes to have things to debate. So with this, with so many people hearing so many different things. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it like a very debatable topic or something you can share with your friends and be like, oh, what do you hear? Oh, what do you hear? Like, I shared it with my friend in California last night. And she's like, no, I hear Ganny. And I'm like, no, I hear Laurel. And so we like would go back and forth about it. And gotcha. We did but, it in uh, Dave Garofalo's office. I was introduced mm-hmm. to it yesterday. And I heard crystal clear that it was Yanny. And my friend Oliver, who was in the office next to him, was hearing Laurel. And I thought he was messing with me. That this yeah. was some sort of inside joke that he and Dave had. And all of a sudden, my brain switched on and I heard Laurel and I was so freaked out. It's weird. It's very weird. It's weird. It's like the picture of the rabbit and the duck, like that opt- optical illusion. Correct. If you look at it oh, a certain yeah, yeah, way, it's a yeah, duck. Yeah. If you look at it a certain yep. way. So it's kind of the same thing. But I'm just kind of curious as to like what makes young people fall for these fads that really don't mean anything. It's kind of like, a, 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 forgive me for saying, because I'm an old man. Seems to me like it's just a total waste of time. Like you could be debating abortion, uh, immigration, like things of substance, and we get you know stuff like this and Tide Pods, and I'm just neither debate is going to get you anywhere. So yeah, that's probably well. true. Yeah, probably true. I, I feel I feel like sometimes the more entertaining stuff. I miss Ira. We got to get Ira back. Yeah, we need to get him. But where is he? E- even if Ira like pre-produces like a segment for five mm-hmm. minutes and send it to us. His segments were great. They were very informative. It didn't really even fit with what we did for the show, mm. but I didn't care because it was so informative and educational. We learned something every week. So mm. I don't know. We'll try and get him back. Maybe we can mm. do something remote. Yeah. Well, the next story we have is actually hard news. So okay, you'll, good. You'll yeah, like hard this. News you'll is like good. this. Yeah. So there was a new police chief appointment in Lawrence. Excellent. And who was that? Uh, uh, that would be uh, Roy Vask. Roy Vask. Yeah. All right. Do you want to tell us a little bit oh, about sure. him? Oh, sure. So Roy Vask was a captain. Mm-hmm. He actually um, he actually became a police officer somewhere around 2002, 2003. 
I remember when he was taking the, uh, the exam. I had already taken the exam. Mm -hmm. So he came to me and said, you know, do you think you could give me some advice on, you know, the civil service exam and how you do appeals and all that stuff. And I remember chatting with him about it. And they were trying to screw him out of getting on the department because there was somebody else more politically connected mm -hmm. ahead of him. And uh, he eventually did end up getting on, mm -hmm. kept his nose clean. You never heard from this guy. This guy's, his name never came across my desk the last 20 years being involved in anything bad. Um, and when Chief Fitzpatrick decided he was kind of acting chief, uh, when Chief Fitzpatrick decided he was going to step down as chief, he had to, you know, some family issues and stuff. He went back to being a captain. Mm -hmm. um, Roy Vasquez was made acting chief. Yep. And this past week, uh, the mayor and the city council made him permanent chief. Yep. And I think he was absolutely the best choice for the job. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of other guys that I would have been very happy to see as chief. I think Scott McNamara would have made a great chief. I think there's a couple of guys here that could have been a good chief. But I really like Roy's style. He's very low-key. Um, he's not someone that mugs for the king. He's not a John Romero. You know, a, a police officer, when John Romero was chief, a police officer would go into a burning building and save a baby, and Channel 7 would go over and put a microphone in front of them and say, hey, can you tell us what happened? He'd say, no, I'm not allowed to, because the chief wouldn't let anybody under him talk to the press. So then the chief would then hold a press conference so that he could tell everybody that one of his officers saved a baby like, it, like he did something, right, so he could get credit for it. Roy is the exact opposite. Roy, Roy has no problem. Um, he's not looking for publicity. He's not holding press conferences every day. Um, it's actually kind of difficult to get information out of him sometimes mm -hmm. when he's at a press conference. I've asked him a couple of tough questions and had to kind of go back. Um, but he does, he's, he's doing, I think, a great job. And just look at the reduction in crime in Lawrence. 45% reduction in violent crime in Lawrence. Now, if you told me that three years ago, I would have told you it was a lie because we were driving through the city and we know what we see every night. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you for the last four months, and if you were watching me last night or any night this week, there was almost nothing going on. Like, everyone in Lawrence was behaving themselves. And I, th I think part of it is the beef-up enforcement of the police. I think part of it is you've got an alphabet soup of uh, federal and state agencies in Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're working with Chief Vask, and um, I think he's doing a good job. I mean, it, trust me, I'm not just saying that. If I thought he was doing a shitty job, as I thought Romero did, I would tell you. And if I was frustrated with him about something, as I was with Chief Fitzpatrick on a number of occasions, I would come in and I would tell you. Um, so it's not false praise. I like, I like Roy Vask. Mm -hmm. I think his style is exactly what Lawrence needs. Good. Yep. That's good. Awesome. Anything else? I don't think so for this week, unless no? you want to tell us more about your late night... Uh, lurking. My late night lurking. No, not really. No? No. No, no good late night lurking. Well, we, 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 had a, we had a Bill Green situation this week, but the, mm -hmm. the more you talk about him, the more he likes it, so there's no sense <laughs> in really. But if you want to hear a guy desecrate a dead police officer, if you want to hear a guy attack the memory and the name of a police officer that lost his life in the line of duty, go to Bill Green's page and watch the video that he's got at the top of his page where he's savaging my dead father. That's... um. That's real entertaining, and I think it says a lot more about him than it says about me, so I'm, I really have no, I have no interest in responding to it, but we do have one other story that I wanted to touch on a little bit. Actually, I had a couple stories. We'll save some of it for Paul. Um, State Senator Jamie Eldridge, whom, we whom I really like this guy. Um, Jamie and I worked on the public records bill together. He's been on, my, he's been on the show. Uh, he came in and we interviewed him about a number of things, public records, a couple of the other projects that I worked with him on. He is a pleasure to work with, and he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. However, there's always a but. It's, but but I, I, always try to, I always try to inoculate myself at the beginning because the, my criticism that people heap on me all the time is 
I just pick on people I don't like, and that's just not the case. I like Jamie Eldridge. Um, we actually considered giving him a First Amendment award this year because he helped me with the public records bill. However, Jamie is a left-wing traitor to the United States government, to the United States people. He just is. I'm sorry, Jamie. And I love you as a person, but you just are. Jamie Eldridge cares more about the citizens of Mexico than he cares about the citizens of the United States. He cares more about the citizens of Ireland than he cares about the citizens of the United States. He's introduced a bill with the state budget to make Massachusetts a sanctuary state. And the excuse that we hear from these people that are for sanctuary cities and sanctuary states is that they're protecting, and I'm using air quotes if you're listening, immigrants. So it has nothing to do with immigrants. ICE is not raiding nursing homes for little old ladies with parking tickets. ICE is not raiding moms with five kids who uh, are just here illegally and they're trying to get by. They're going to places like Lawrence and Holyoke and Springfield, and they're finding MS-13 gang members and members of the Trinitario gang and members of the Latin Gangster Disciples. They're getting the leaders of these gangs, not just the little guys that are doing the street dealing for them. They're going after the big guys who are here illegally that are killing people, raping women, raping children, selling drugs, stealing guns, and selling guns. That's who they're going after. And so for these people who are pro-sanctuary city, sanctuary state, to pretend that they're just trying to protect poor immigrants against the evil United States government, first of all, you're supposed to be advocating for the United States government. You ran for office to represent the United States government and the people who elected you, not citizens of Mexico not citizens of El Salvador, not citizens of Ireland or Iceland or anywhere else. Your job is to advocate for the people. That's the whole purpose of our government, is to advocate for our citizens. That's the whole purpose. And so to go out there and try and push for sanctuary state or sanctuary cities, what you're saying is, I don't care if this guy has murdered 15 people. The cops shouldn't be able to arrest him and deport him. Well, I'm sorry, but if you're here illegally, and you're committing crimes, you should be deported. The argument we hear from some of the sanctuary city people, they're on, my, they're on my page all the time, some of them are very nice people, they're just wrong. They say, well, well, there's plenty of Americans that are committing those crimes. Right, there are, and we have a remedy for that. We put them in jail, and hopefully they stay there. Usually they don't, but we hope that they stay there. But if you're here from another country, and you're not supposed to be here from another country, and you're keeping your nose clean and you're working and you're not committing crimes, I have no problem with finding a way to let you stay. I don't think you should be a citizen. I think you should be voting. But I have no problem with letting you stay. But if you're here and you're from another country and you're here illegally and you're beating your wife, you're drunk driving, you're beating your children, you're selling drugs, sorry, you got to go the fuck home. And our federal government has every right. Don't give me this constitutional argument bullcrap that oh, it's, it violates the Constitution, we're a nation of immigrants. We're not a nation of immigrants. It doesn't violate our Constitution. We have every right to say who can come here and who can't. Every country on the planet, except America, gets to decide who comes into their country and who doesn't, and under what conditions they can come, and under what conditions they can stay. Except for America, for some reason, we're the only one that's not supposed to have borders, and we're not supposed to be able to determine who can come and who can stay. So. I, I, I just, I'm so frustrated with people who lie, because that's what it is, it's a lie, that they care about immigrants. It's not about immigrants. It's about illegal aliens. Immigrants are people who apply, wait in line for 10 years, go through the process, spend an inordinate amount of money, wait in line, and then come here without permission when we say, okay, now you can come. Illegal aliens are a totally different story, and we've got tons of them around, 
And by the way, it has nothing to do with race. There are a ton of illegal aliens from Ireland and South Boston. They should all go home. If they're not going to go home, we should at least be sending the ones home that are committing crimes. So if they're in an Irish mafia, if they're selling drugs, if they're in prison for beating their wives, I'm sorry, we should be sending you home. We shouldn't spend one dime of our government money on people who are here without our permission. I'm sorry. Now, I know that there's, there's this whole thing, and I want to get into it with Paul later, um, when it comes to the DACA kids, I'm a little bit more willing to maybe f try and find a way to let them stay for the most part because most of the kids who were brought here as children uh, were brought here through no fault of their own. They were brought here by their parents. But then some of the DACA kids were not brought here by their parents. Who remembers during the Obama administration putting on CNN and seeing thousands of unaccompanied minors streaming across the border? You remember that? I was having a conversation with uh, congressional candidate Juana Matias about this not too long ago. And she said, yeah, but you know, all these DACA kids were brought here through no fault of their own. I said, we know that's not true. I said, please don't say that when you're on the campaign trail because I will savage you if you do. Because we know that's not true. Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of unaccompanied minors have come here and they weren't brought here against their will by their parents. They were sent here by their parents and they willingly came. Those kids all need to go home. Sorry, you need to go home. And it's, ve it's very sad that a guy that I like so much, Jamie Eldridge, um, is a traitor to our country. And it's really sad that the majority of the Democrat Party that's been elected in Massachusetts and really countrywide are really traitors to our Constitution. They're really traitors to our country. And I don't know why we don't call them that. I don't know why everybody dances around it. I don't know why everybody's being dishonest about what's an immigrant and what's an illegal alien. But um, I certainly hope that the Senate does not pass this. Um, if they do, what you will see is an influx of illegal criminals from New Hampshire and Connecticut and New York and Rhode Island and other places, New Jersey, and they will stream here. And looking at a city like Lawrence, think that's going to help? They're going to make Lawrence better, right, with all the crime going on, with all the gang activity, with all the drug activity? I don't think so. But anyways, that's, that's, my, uh, that's my, uh, my, news, my news issue for the day. You have anything on that, Maddie? No? Nope. Any thoughts? I'm awesome. keep my mouth shut. Excellent. Now. See, she's learning. She's learning. All right, that's our new segment of the show. All right. We'll tweak this and make it better as we go. I'll try and be more prepared, too. We come back with our Palmerano to discuss all of these things. If Maddie wants to stay, she can stay. If she doesn't, that's okay. Make sure you catch the other Studio 21 Podcast Cafe shows on Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Especially Political TNT. That's my favorite one. Tom and Nancy Troy. Listen to that for five minutes. You'll be hooked. We'll be back after this. I'm paying attention. thank our sponsors. We want to thank Fred the Barber on uh, South Broadway in Lawrence. A $15 haircut. You can't beat that. Fred the Barber is sponsored by Ken DeLuca, who is a customer of Fred the Barber, who um, so came to the office and said, you know, I want to help your show and I want to help Fred the Barber, so I'm going to buy a sponsorship for Fred the Barber. That's and awesome. At some point in the next couple of days, I got to go get my haircut again. So I shop with the people who do business with us. And my crew shops with the people who do business with us. So my writers, my advertisers, people who support our show, 
because they support us, they will do business with the people who are doing business with us. Then you get A&M Auto Body. We get our friend Angelo over there, Angelo Memolo over there, and uh, he does uh, great work on your car. So if you got a ding in your car, somebody hit you, you got a mechanical problem, you bring it to A&M Auto. He's on South Broadway in Lawrence on Inman Street. You drop your car off. You walk down half a block to Fred the Barber, get your haircut while you're waiting, and you go back to uh, pick up your car, and Angelo will take care of you. Um, so what's the address there? 341 Three South Broadway, Lawrence, Massachusetts. Then we get Joe Zingales, Rosanna Zingales Lopez from Century 21. They have been with us from the very first edition of the Valley Patriot. They've been with us from the very first Paying Attention show, which was in 1999, back when he was Remax. He's not Remax anymore. Now he's Century 21, Team Zingales. And they sponsor our bash. They gave a $1,000 scholarship this year. They gave a $2,000 scholarship last year. And that money comes right out of their pocket. That's not like they're collecting money from other people and just using it like I do. They actually took money out of their pocket. So I don't know why these guys love me so much. I really don't. But Twin Lights, let me tell you how, how dedicated I am to helping my sponsors. The guys at Twin Lights Security needed an extra security guard. Um, security guard. I'm not really a guard, but like an extra security guy to do private investigations and to do security for a certain thing in Boston. And they posted it on my page and asked if it was okay if they could use my page to solicit hiring people. And I said, you know what? As busy as I am, these guys sponsor the show. They sponsor the Valley Patriot. They give us $1,000 for the bash. I'm going to go work for these guys. So I called up Pat McLaughlin and I said, look, you help us every single time we need something. Whenever I put out a call, you're there. If you need an extra person and you're short... I'll take the night off and I'll come work for you. And so I, ha- so I have been. I've been doing some work for them because they're helping us. And so there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to find a way to help them in the meantime. So if you need security or if you're getting divorced and you need a private investigator, if you have a business and you need a private investigator or security, uh, you want to call Twin Lights Security. They're based out of Gloucester, but they're very local. watching on Facebook. Alrighty, we are back. Paul Morano has joined us. Howdy. Maddie has decided to stay. She was actually going to leave at the Paul and, and I went some like, deep oh, stuff. No, Paul's <laughs> like, no, I think Paul's in love. Uh, we have a new advertiser. Uh, we have a new I advertiser this so. month. We had a great call this week after the Bill Green video. It's amazing how Bill Green goes on Facebook and he savages me, tells everybody to boycott the Valley Patriot, and I get three new ads out of it. People who saw it called me up and went, hey, you know, that guy's way out of control. I want to spend some money with you. Uh, one of those guys is Franklin Veloz. Franklin Veloz, Veloz Auto Group. It's on Mass Ave. So right by the Lawrence line where Pizza King used to be, they just went out of business. That's really sad for Lawrence. That was an institution. Uh, Mr. Sapienza did great work for the city for years. Um, but right at the end of Mass Ave, right across from the mobile station or Sunoco station, whatever it is now, uh, you have Veloz Auto Group, and they buy and they sell used cars. And I was on the lot yesterday um, and I was looking at some of the cars that he has, and I was looking at some of the people that he was doing business with. And I said, you know, this is, this is a guy I'm going to really enjoy doing business with because he's sitting with someone, and he's talking about the car, and they're saying, you know, geez, it's, it's an old car, and it doesn't really work that well, and the brakes are this and that. And he pushed it up so he could give her the most money that he possibly could because um, he could see that, like, she really needed the money. And I thought, like, most car dealers would just be screwing them out of every penny they could, just pay them as little as humanly possible. 
Uh, but Franklin actually actually works with people, and he's a good guy. He's on the planning board in Lawrence, so he understands. He gets what's going on in the city. Um, so we want to thank Velo's Auto Group. Um, they are our newest advertiser here on the show, our newest sponsor. They're also our newest advertiser on the uh, in the Valley Patriot, which will be out, I think, June... Uh, I want to say maybe hmm. whatever the second Tuesday in June is. I don't know what that is. So sitting with us today, we have Maddie Ryan, who stayed with us. She's our new news girl. And, uh, and Paul Marano. We don't actually have a name for you. but we'll just Yeah, where am I? Yeah. That'll be the 11th, by the way, June 11th. June 11th. So that's good. 12th, I'm sorry, 12th. Excellent. That Can't means read. I have an extra week to get the paper out. That's yeah. less work for me to do. So, Paul, what's going on? I am your paying attention news contributor. Contributor, okay. Yes, contributor. how's that? You know how they say Fox News we, contributor? Yeah, I think we yes. called him a co-host, but if he likes contributor better, we can go with that. Um, okay. uh, I don't know. Co-host seems a little more important, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. We have Dave Garofalo in our studio audience today. I want to say hi to Dave. He's awesome. He runs Two Guys Smoke Shop. Gave us the opportunity to do this show every week, and he gave me a pretty good deal, too. Um, and, he, and he's always coming over to me after the show saying, hey, I heard about this. Do you need any, any help with that? Or I was watching on your Facebook page. This happened. If you need me to make a phone call, I will. He's a good guy. Um, and I like people to try to reach out and try to help other people even when they don't have to. So he's one of my favorite people now. Um, Paul, you have any, any stories at all you want to talk about at all today? I, 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 I imagine you've got some thoughts on the Sanctuary City stuff. but I, I combed the entire uh, news um, uh, world today, and there's absolutely nothing going on. No. we get, we got peace no. in Korea. I mean, North Korea is actually making noises. Yep. Um, who knows what in the world is really going on under the scenes? Yeah. Uh, beneath the surface with the whole Korean situation. All of a sudden, they're, these, they're, they're altar boys that are ready to cooperate in anything we want. Then, after about a month of that, you hear these, these uh, things about, well, we don't really like South Korea. They're really incompetent, and, and uh, we don't like what Trump is saying, so maybe we won't have a, a meeting with him. Okay. So who knows? What, do, you know, do you have any idea what's going on beneath I, the scenes? I think whatever it is going on, it's not what we're being told in the news. Well, I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. I think there's a whole thing of, of communication that has gone on that nobody knows about. But Yeah, and I love watching these CNN panel discussions because they're just so hilarious. Mm -hmm. They sit there and they speculate, and then when someone speculates about something, in the next segment they come back from the break and they start talking about that prior speculation as though it's fact. As if it's real, yeah. Right, and then they, they're like, well, we know for sure that they're – no, you didn't. Five minutes ago you were just speculating about <laughs> it. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with North Korea, but here's what I do know. Under Obama, we didn't have this. Under Bush, no. we didn't have this. Under Clinton, we didn't have this. That's right. The Korean War was what, 1954? When was the Korean War? It was the 1950s. 1950s, yeah. right? Yeah. This is 2018. That's what it and is. And it's still going on. And by the way, uh, finally, they signed something that uh, officially ended the war just a couple months right. ago. Right, right. So you had, yeah. since 1950-something to 2018, you had total hostility between North and South Korea with the United States on the south side. And then Trump comes along and starts calling him Little Rocket Man. Yes. And what did CNN and the New York Times do? He's going to cause a nuclear war. CNN actually spent a whole week, about three months ago, talking about what would happen if there was a nuclear war between the United States and Korea. They actually spent a whole week of panel discussions and yeah. news break-ins about what would happen if, if uh, they hit California with a nuclear weapon and what we would do back. And they were trying to scare people into believing that Donald Trump's tweets were going to start a nuclear friggin' war. And all of a sudden now, we're not talking, not only are we not talking about a nuclear war, but Little Rocket Man came to the table because of that. Well, I don't know that. 
Are you sure about that? It's because of that? Uh, it's the only thing that's different in the last 60 years that's that gone on between us and Korea. That has come uh, through the surface uh, media. Outlets. Yeah, right. That's all we know. That's yeah. true, I guess. But you know what? You give, you give Donald Trump... You, 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 you give Donald Trump the blame when something happens on his mm. watch. Certainly everybody else does. You damn well better give him the credit when something good happens on his watch. It would be just nice to see if CNN would do that. They just won't yeah. do it. That would be consistent. <clears throat> they just won't do it. They're completely incompetent. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about today also involves CNN because they just suck so badly. Um, it's totally not news anymore. I don't know what it is, but it's not news. For the last now, I'm counting eight days, the, one of the top stories that they talk about is there was an aide, some low-level aide that works at the White House. They were having a meeting about one of the bills that the president wanted passed. Can't remember which one it was. Maybe one of you guys remembers. And one of the aides said... Uh, the, somebody said, uh, we have to worry about John McCain's vote because it's a very close vote. What if John oh, McCain yeah, yeah, votes yeah. no? And right. she said, well, he's going to be dead anyway, so it's not right. going to matter. Right. CNN is now on the eighth day of, why won't he apologize? He should apologize. How come he won't apologize? She won't apologize. She said she would apologize, but she's not apologizing. Let's have a three-hour panel discussion because she's not apologizing. Oh, she won't apology. Why won't she give an apology? I don't understand. It's just so awful. Here's what happens if Donald Trump acquiesces right now while we're on the air. He goes on CNN and says... I totally apologize. The second he's done saying that, what is CNN going to say? Why did it take him eight days to apologize? Did you even realize it took him eight days to apologize? Why did he apologize? I don't understand why he apologized. It took him eight days. What was he thinking? And why did he apologize now? Here for a two-hour panel discussion is Don Lemon. It's like, come on. Like, this, this guy could save a baby from a burning building. They would reverse the negative of the picture and say, Donald Trump puts baby in burning building. Like, there's nothing this guy could do. So why should he acquiesce? Why should he cave in to the people who hate him and lie on TV every day about him and then do whatever it is that they want when doing that's just going to make it worse? Like, I don't get that. And by the way, I don't understand what she said wrong. Why should anybody apologize? What she said is correct. If you're, if you're doing math and you're trying to figure out who's going to vote for or, or against something and you know that this measure is going to come up in six months or four months or three months or a year... And John McCain has basically like, what, like three weeks to live pretty much at this point? I mean, it's pretty dire. The, 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 um, They're not telling us. You know what I'm saying? So he, he's probably not going to – and God bless him. The guy's a war hero. Uh, I love John McCain. I don't like his politics, but I think what he's done for this country is amazing. The sacrifice he made for this country is amazing. And I also think Donald Trump, before he dies, should publicly apologize for what he said when he said, I like people that don't get captured. He's not a real hero. He is a real hero. And that was a slap in the face to every veteran who was ever captured uh, while they were serving this country. However, the woman who said he's going to die and it doesn't matter, his vote doesn't matter, was being correct. They were sitting there trying to figure the math on a piece of legislation. And there's a really, really good chance that John McCain is going to die before that piece of legislation comes. So it really doesn't matter. Now, she didn't say it on CNN. She didn't say it at a rally. She didn't say it publicly. She didn't say it publicly. It was a closed-door meeting that was leaked to the press to embarrass the president. So what if she said something like, well, Senator McCain will probably pass away before that vote takes place. Therefore, maybe we shouldn't worry so much about his vote. Now, if that was said... They'd what, still savage him. They'd still savage they, him. They'd still savage him. And first, they'd twist the words. If those were her exact words, they would twist her words. They would truncate it. As if those, as if her exact words then, were. Then yeah, maybe, maybe die. that's what they did. Yeah, and they probably did, because yeah. that's what that's what the news does. But but for eight days, you know what they didn't mm. talk about for the last eight days? The economy. Yeah. 
They didn't talk about the fact uh, – I didn't see one, not one story on CNN or, by the way, any of the other news stations about Police Week this week. This week, the president was in Washington, D.C., the, the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial, Craig Floyd, a good friend of the show, um, held a candlelight vigil for all the police officers that were killed in the line of duty last year. They then had a ceremony the following day for the families of police officers that were killed in the line of duty last year. This is an event that I go to a lot. I didn't get to go this year because I couldn't afford it, um, but I've been there many times, and I spoke in 2010. Very honored to be speaking uh, at such a prestigious event. But I didn't see that on CNN. They were too busy talking about Russia. They were too busy talking about uh, this low-level staffer that said John McCain might die. And why wouldn't he apologize? But they weren't talking about anything of friggin' substance at all, Paul. The only, the only thing that I heard them talk about the Korean situation um, lately is the debate about how Donald Trump deserves absolutely no credit. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's when they'll talk about the Korean situation. Right. To debate that. Yeah, to debate whether or not Donald Trump should yeah. get credit or not. It's not even really a debate. They have nine people on the panel. Only one's a conservative. I mean, And then the, the other eight just gang up on the first why, guy why every time he talks. <laughs> Usually that's the case. Yeah. But uh, why does it matter? Why does it matter who gets credit? Shouldn't it not matter? Well, it really shouldn't matter. Especially to news organizations. Right, should but, should but, it just matter what happens in the world? But they're not a news organization, and that's been my whole point all along. They are there they're, as... They're a cheerleading organization. They're a cheerleading organization for the Democrats. They all voted Democrat. They all supported Hillary. And did you see them all crying on television live mm. the night Donald Trump won? That should tell you everything you need to know. Tell you everything oh, I, you need to know. I, I, I knew a lot about them much before Donald Trump got elected. Right, but I'm saying yeah. like for the casual observer, if they were just... They don't watch CNN a lot, but they flipped mm. it on the night of the election, and all of a sudden it looks like, oh my God, Florida's going to Donald Trump. Wolf Blitzer looked like he was going to have to be taken to the hospital. Like, I was really, I was, I was worried about the guy's health. His face went pale, and all of a sudden, tears started running down his eyes. His lip was me, quivering. You know, let's, let's put Maddie to the test here. Maddie, you're 20 years old, right? Yep. Did, you, did you vote in the election? Yes, I did. Okay. Do you want to divulge who that might be for? Nope. <laughs> Smart girl. Well, she's at college. But, all right. Well, yeah, you're what? She's at college. She'll get savage when she 20 years back old, so when, when the Trump Clinton um, election came, you were 18, right? Yeah. Okay, so you were able to vote. Mm -hmm. All right, so probably you don't have to say who you voted for, but probably most people in your senior year of high school, if they had any interest whatsoever, were saying uh, Bernie Sanders is their man. And, oh, and since Bernie Sanders definitely. couldn't make it, then you got to vote for Hillary. Right. Because, yes. because Trump is, is a jerk, right? right? Yes. Okay. That was that's, the overwhelming sentiment. That's the, <laughs> that's the prevailing. And, you know, I teach college. That's a prevailing mentality in college, mm. too. Yeah. Where do you teach? Uh, Riviera in, in North Shore Community oh, okay. College. Okay, cool. Nice. Yep. So I'm watching all this, all this stuff on CNN every day. And I always have CNN on in my office because it gets my blood pressure up. Okay. And it gives me the energy to do what I need to do because I get no sleep. <laughs> yes, gives and you I'm, the motivation. And, I'm, and, and I'm, I, believe me, I'm, I'm just as verbal when I'm alone in my office as I am when I'm in my car <laughs> driving around. I'm, I'm crumpling up pieces of paper and throwing it at the TV going, that's not news. And they're, and they're just droning on and on and on about the John McCain thing and, and all this. All, and everything with liberals and on CNN is about what people say. right? They never mm. want to talk about what someone does. They don't want to talk about Donald mm. Trump did this. He supported this. He reformed the VA. The, the economy's better. The stock market's better. Or not, right? right. They, they only want to talk about what people say and why someone won't. Every single show starts That's with... because. So it, they'll have like a, a Republican will come on 
and they'll say, Bill Smith said X, Y, and Z, and it was just a very terrible thing to say. Do you agree with that? Can you condemn it? <laughs> Everything's about will you condemn what someone else said. Well, can, can we get beneath the surface on this a little sure. bit? Sure. All right. Why do you think that is? Well, because leftist organizations basically... It's all about emotion. Yes. That's what I was about to say. It's very emotion-oriented and very relationship-oriented. Right. It's the feminine aspect right. of the, the world. Right. They're the sissies of the political well, world. Well, uh, I... Uh, <laughs> I don't think you without, should equate feminism. Yeah, yeah. And without sissies. without those kinds of words, we we can just say that. Why they not? Are, I think that makes it better. Really, are, the yeah. left the left is Ooh. the feminine dimension of politics. Yes. So here you have all these news organizations that are leftist. Yep. And of course they're going to focus squarely on relationships mm -hmm. and on emotions, not what a person does, but what they say and how that affected the other person. Right. Yeah. And and who's how did it fighting? Make them feel? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Who's offended? Right. And who's fighting who? E even like it's, on a it's, a, it's a it's a it's a drama. It's a daytime drama. Even on a hard news story, and even at the local level in Boston, there's a fire, there's a shooting, and <clears throat> the news person is there live at the scene, and it's obviously after the event happened, and they go over to the woman who just lost her house or the guy whose son just got shot, and they don't say, "Tell me what happened." Yeah, what happened? They here? say. How does that make you feel? You just lost your house. How does that make you feel? Well, you know what? How someone fucking feels is not news. I'm sorry. How someone feels is not news. And then you flip on CNN and they're interviewing 25 different Republicans uh, saying, try. do you condemn what that woman said in the White House about John McCain? Do you condemn that? Shouldn't she apologize? And it's like, wow, you could have asked that guy anything. You could have asked him about North Korea. You could have asked him about the border. You could have asked him about the economy. You could have asked him about the tax, the, the, the tax breaks I that are going you. on. But they asked him... Shouldn't someone condemn what someone else said? Like, As if that's the most important part of the news. And it's not news at all. That's what I'm saying. Is like if, if they could find a way to at least try, make it look like it's news, but it's not even that. Try teaching an ethics course today. <laughs> no, thank you. Where, no where, thank you. No, thank you. That must be fun. I'd rather where, be a cop in Lawrence than do that. Where Socratic reasoning is supposed to be <clears throat> up front in, no in trying to detect the truth. Number one... Young people don't even believe there is a truth. But right. number two, yeah. why bother reasoning anything right. if, if there is no truth because it's your truth or my truth? Right. And if it makes me feel good it's and if it works truth. for me, it's relative to me. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that these, the truth is whatever you want it to be. These news organizations. If you're a boy and you want people to think you're a girl, then we're supposed to just go play along. These news organizations have adopted that mentality yeah. that there is no real, it doesn't really matter what happens because there is no truth. But how do, you, how do you feel about this? Right. And how, how is this affecting you personally? Right. And that's your truth right. yeah. is what yeah. they say. Right. Yeah. right. yeah, no, there, there is an objective truth, right? There is objective right and wrong. And no matter how you can justify it in your head, whether it's illegal aliens, whether it's tax breaks, whatever it is, however you can justify it in your head, that's all you're doing. You're just justifying it in your head. You're not mm. changing the facts on the ground just because you believe. It's like George Costanza when he used to say, yeah. if you believe it, it's not a lie. Well, yeah, that's what people do today. They force themselves to believe something. They convince themselves of something. And mm -hmm. then they believe that then makes it real. That then yeah. makes it true. In moral philosophy, that's called voluntary ignorance. This is why we like having Paul yeah. around. We learn, all these, <laughs> we learn all these things. I mean, a lot of people say, well, I didn't know that was wrong. Well, you, you, in a sense, you voluntarily made sure that you were ignorant that that right, was wrong so right. that you can step back and say, I didn't know that was wrong. Right. And then to hear, CNN, work. And then to hear CNN do the, uh, they did a panel discussion with Anderson Cooper last night and the night before talking yeah. about how immoral the mm. Trump administration is. This is, a group, this, is the, this is a group of people on CNN that push abortion on demand up to third grade, right, right. that boys should be able to be girls, 
that uh, that I mean every, every prurient immoral thing in the world they push for, and then they're sitting in judgment of Donald Trump as being immoral. That's exactly what I was going to write in a Facebook post, but I haven't gotten around to it. Uh, how Paul. how the more important things that are actually being done are being ignored or condoned right. uh, by the leftist media. They don't care about all these things no. that are actually being done and, and how, how our culture is being messed up. And uh, we're in utter confusion about what it means to be a human being mm -hmm. today. And, uh, who cares about all that? Did he say something that was politically uh, incorrect and offensive to person B? That's yeah. what's really important. Yeah. Because it's all about feelings. It's all about making people feel good and making other people feel, feel bad or look bad. It's really, we are dealing with insanity. We well, are dealing with insanity. When I was growing up and I read Orwell's 1984, yes. I thought, you know, maybe sometime like five, five lifetimes after mm. I'm dead, you know, five generations right. away, something like that might actually be able to happen. We're watching it happen. Oh, there's no question. And the, the sad thing is that Orwell Ol wrote that book as a, as a warning to the few, to future generations, the Democrats are using it as a playbook. They yes. think it's a manual. <laughs> like, think about, think about liberals and Democrats used to care about things like the government being able to read your emails and yeah. listen to your phone calls without a warrant and, and have secret police. The liberals and Democrats used to, used to rail against those things. Those things were horrifying to Democrats and liberals. But now that it's being done to Trump, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Well, listen, you can read all the emails you want. You can leak all the top secret documents from our military that you want. As long as you're against Trump, we have no problem with it. And here's why that's short-sighted. Because at some point, it's going to flip. And it, let's say Donald Trump really is the evil right-wing Nazi that everyone makes him out to be, and he starts using the FBI to spy on Democrats that are running against him in the next election. Well, they really have no moral high ground to complain anymore, do they? And then, yeah. by the way, who's going to stop our government from invading our privacy? Seriously. Like, like, they don't... So Democrats and liberals in general, especially the ones in power, really don't care about our Constitution. They really don't care about the American people. Screw the American people. All they care about is their own political power. And they don't care if it perverts our Constitution, and they don't care if it screws up future generations. All they care about is themselves and their own political power, stopping other people who have opposing views than they do. Right, that's the end of the show. <laughs> no, not at all. What do you think, Maddie? Um, so you wanted her to stay, but she has nothing to say now. See, well, see what you did. She does. She well, just doesn't want to say it. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. I just don't want to, don't want to say them right now. I just like well, hearing. I just like hearing her talk, Jonathan, because the well, emails that I get from people are, she sounds incredibly sexy. Well, what does she look like? And then I send them the video <laughs> podcast. Look, and nothing, they're like, oh, my God, well, I'm tuning in. Okay, if nothing the, else, this is a very different perspective the, that's sitting here. So let's take advantage of it. The, right. the only thing I'm going to say about the news media is that they're there to more or less sensationalize things to get people talking about issues. Mm -hmm. So instead of stating facts and being like, this is this, that doesn't get people talking about it. That gets people just like seeing it and being like, okay, this is this. But if you go, okay, this is this, how do you feel about it? Right. Then it gets people talking about it to keep topics relevant right. to the public. Well, how, so how it's about, not a bad thing. But time out. How it's about getting people to talk about how it. How about what do you think about it instead of how, how do you, do you feel, feel about it? Okay, okay, but that's the same. No, thing. that's it's really not. Actually, it isn't. That's what but I do what if, every what class. What do you think and what do you feel? <laughs> In my ethics classes. It's like, what do you think about that? Does that make sense to you? But not, the, not how but do you But the fact feel? of the matter is most people are emotional thinkers. They factor emotions in. If you didn't factor emotions, isn't then you'd be no better that's than the problem. Like a computer. But yeah, but isn't that one? No. That's so you not want people to be computers. No, no, no. Now, yes. you're, going, now you're going to two. Well, you're going to two extremes here. There's Dr. Spock on the one hand, 
And then there's what we have today on the other hand. We're supposed to be somewhere in between. Okay. But reason, reason is meant to govern our emotions and our passions. If our reason okay, didn't, but reason according still, to the true and the good. Okay, but reason still has emotions in it. Well, we have emotions. Exactly. But if our reason doesn't govern our emotions and passions, we'd all be a moral and physical mess. Right. Well, and most of us are, but we'd all be. <laughs> and this mm. country would be going down the tubes, which it happens to be. But so, so don't you think that we need to think more clearly about issues rather than just allowing our passions and emotions to sort of take to, over to a certain extent right. yes and you need to be clear and rational you need to be a rational thinker uh that doesn't mean that you just put your emotions aside and think about something but you just need to be i think we need to be more rational well, about how we're you don't necessarily put them aside but you overcome them like right now but that's so the same difference though, look, look, overcoming look, 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 them and out. putting them aside it's literally the same I'm difference. Enjoying no, it this. Is. this is awesome Suppose. Okay, then how is it? How uh, is it I'm different? I'm going to tell you. How so is it different? All right. Okay, suppose, suppose you are a non-human totally sitting here, right? Okay, I'm a non-human. <laughs> you are a non-human sitting here. Say you're a dog. Okay. And you're extremely hungry. You haven't been fed for two days. Okay. All right. Here's this nice little rabbit coming right by you. Just okay. little little rabbit bunny. Uh, okay. All right. Now, are you going to sit there and say, "Well, maybe I shouldn't eat that rabbit because he might have uh, he might have parents that are waiting for him or." And my and I know I, I kind of know that my master is gonna 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 feed me in about an hour from now, so I'll just lay off on that. That's that's not the right thing to do. No, the the dog's gonna eat okay. the rabbit. Of course. Okay, but however, we're but talking about rational human beings. I know, not but Paul. But when it comes to the <laughs> sensual, when it comes to the sensual appetites today, food and sex, aren't we almost like that dog today? Wait, I heard not, sex. Not real. <laughs> to us. What happened? Mm, well, dogs are not capable of the rational think, thinking. Oh, uh, you're feeding right into him, Maddie. Right. I'm not feeding him. He's, he's setting you up. No, I'm not setting her up. No, but, he's not. But, but you're right. Dogs aren't people. capable, but humans are capable, but right. they're not utilizing it. Humans right. are, as much humans as they are fully are. thinking capable. Dogs are not logical Correct. reasoning capable. Correct. Therefore, humans have the ability to Correct. reason, but they always Why don't factor they use in it? emotion. They do use it. They just factor in their emotions. Every, have you ever made a decision that you have not factored your emotions into? At oh, least yeah, a all the time. I feel like he does that daily. All the time. Look, look <laughs> factoring emotions means that reason is governing the emotions according to the true and the good. That's a good thing. Okay. I'm saying most people today, and what would Tom and I were talking about, particularly on the left, allow their emotions to govern to their, their intellect and their reason and make their reason follow their emotions to their conclusions. Right. That's a whole different ballgame. Right. And you know what, 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 what makes me crazy about this news thing is that you know, even like five or six years ago, they would come on CNN and say, uh, Republican so-and-so said this or did this. And Nancy Pelosi says it's a lie. And then they'll play the Nancy Pelosi clip. Yeah. Now, you don't even hear from the Democrats anymore because the news anchors are calling it a lie. The news anchors are, are actually now playing the part of the Democrats yeah. that, that used true. to come on. So it used to be the news was, we're going to tell you what Republican so-and-so said. And then we're going to tell you what the Republicans said, and usually Republic, I mean, what the Democrats said. Usually the Democrats are going to say they're full of crap, and here's why they're full of crap. And then they presented both sides, and usually they lean for the Democrats, but at least you got it from the Democrats. Now you're getting it directly from the news anchors. The news anchors, uh, what's, who's, that, who's that asshole that's on in the afternoon that used to work for Obama? Uh, Jim Shuto. Uh, his last name is Shudo. I don't want you to feel funny about really telling us how you feel about <laughs> yeah, people. Sorry Just about let that. it out. But this guy's in a former Obama administration official. He now pretends to be a news guy on CNN. And he starts off with, today Donald Trump told a complete lie. <laughs> I was like, wait, before you even start, before you even get into the story, 
The news guy is telling you that the, that the president said something. That, how is that news? It should be, here's what the president said. Play the clip. And then um, Nancy Pelosi says that it's a total lie, and here's that clip. And let people at home decide for themselves. Even if the anchor kind of uses adjectives to make you kind of lean toward the Democrat, that, w- that was not really professional when they did it, but at least they were making the attempt to make it look like it was fair. Now they don't even try. Now they don't even try to pretend that they're fair. They start off telling you that the president's about to tell a lie before they even tell you what he said. I think, Paul, to Paul's example, if we took that same dog and he takes a dump on the floor, yes. how do you feel about cleaning up the feces versus what do you think you should do about the feces? Right. Yes. So right. I may not feel like cleaning it up, and if I right. run my life based on feelings, yeah. the feces stays on the floor. Right. But if I think yeah. about it, I don't want to catch anything from the dog, and I certainly don't want a messy house. Mm. I'm going to do the right thing and clean it up. Do, right. you, have, do you have children? I do. All right. Suppose, suppose you have a, two, uh, a one-year-old or a six-month-old that's crying his eyes out at three in the morning, and you have to get up at seven. Uh, he needs a diaper change. I remember those days. Well, what do you do? Do you say, hey, I feel great about this. This is awesome. I think I'll get up and, and go, <laughs> of course not. You do. Well, you do it, what you got to do. You do what you, you should and you ought to do. Right. Now, we're not always perfect at that, but we don't, we don't even seem to try anymore. No, we don't. That's my point. So in Paul's world, the liberal would let the baby cry. <laughs> That's not a good example <laughs> for that. But yeah, Paul. I'm only teasing, Paul. We're at 155,000 views on a salt bottle, lady. I just checked. 155,000 views. Wow. She whacked the guy in the head, didn't she? Yeah, she did twice. In the head. And you could hear the ping like, like, like it was, the, like it but, was a, uh, but he actually, a baseball game. he actually fell to the floor. Yeah, and then she yeah, hit him again. On ground. Yeah. She hit him again. Now, now, the guy that she hit, was he one of the fighters or was he one that was trying to break it up? Who knows? Okay. Because you, you, you can't tell cause like, because there's three people fighting. And they kept changing position. They kept wrestling, mm. just like the guy that got right. shot last then, week. Then who was the guy who went into the car with her after she, yeah, she did that? Probably she was, her boyfriend She was with him, yeah. All right. So he was probably one of the fighters along yeah, with the was. guy. Yeah, he was. He was one of the fighters. Well, he was a, when you All tune right. in, he's the guy on the bottom with two guys on top of him. Yeah. And that's who, why she got out with the bottle. She got out okay. with the bottle because there's two guys right. on top of him. All right. I think most people thought the third guy was trying to break it up. He wasn't. He was with the other guy. Oh, okay. So you had two guys. It looked right. like he was trying to break it up. Yeah, though. no, he, he, was, he was trying to help the first guy. So you had two guys beating up on one guy on a bridge in Lawrence at, I think it was like around 4.30 in the afternoon rush hour when all the traffic in Lawrence just backed up everywhere. And she wasn't a young lady. No, right? she, no was, she, she was, was older. older. Yeah, she but like his, she's his, in her 60s And if something. you watch that video, here's the funniest thing. Well, there's a lot of funny things yeah. in that video. The funniest thing is not one person honked their horn. Everybody mm. sat there and just waited for it to finish. Nobody wanted, nobody wanted a salt bottle lady to turn her bottle on them. Now, anywhere else on the planet, if it's rush hour and three people jump out of a car and start beating somebody up and it's blocking traffic, all you hear is car horns. People right. are like, get the hell out of my way. We have some place to be. Not in Lawrence. In Lawrence, people are very well trained. You honk your horn, you could be dead next. So they just sit there. They play on mm. their phones. They text their wife, let them know they're going to be late. And they wait for well, everything hopefully, to finish. Hopefully, they're calling a cop on the phone. Well, we had a lot of people on our Facebook page saying that the um, that someone should have called the cops, and uh, well, that's kind of lo- obvious. No, lots of people called the cops, right. but they didn't come on camera and say, "Hey, I'm calling the cops." Right. But there was a right. lot of people there on their phones calling the cops when it happened. Um, Did they catch these folks? I I don't think so because we saw her last night on Hampshire Street with the with the other guy, Hampshire and Alder Street. Um, I don't want to say they were looking for drugs, but if you're walking Hampshire and Alder Street at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, there's really no other reason why you could be there. 
Well, let me ask you this, and I'm not even sure if it's an appropriate question on All the right. air, but I'll do it anyway, since you like. Since, uh, since I'll get, if you think it's inappropriate, <laughs> I'll make sure I have an answer for oh, you. Oh, don't get him started. No, do, you, do, you believe, <laughs> do you believe that you have a moral obligation to turn her in since you saw her last night? Nope. Okay. I'm not a police officer. Right. This is one of the problems that do I'm... Do you believe you would have oh, a moral I don't, I don't know, but let me... Let me I, I'm, I'm on the fence about this. What, what, what were you going to say about no. it? Uh, one of the problems that I'm having driving around, because now I'm getting a yeah. lot more attention, there's a lot more people yeah. following me now because there's a lot more things going on. Um, I am not a police officer. My job right. is not to turn people in. I drive through the city. I see drug deals all day. I see people fighting all day. Um, I see people breaking into homes all day. And those people are not getting locked up, all right? My job is not to be a cop. My job is to be a reporter and to report what's happening. Now, there are cops who follow me. Yeah. And there are times when I'm driving and I'm sitting somewhere and there's a fight going on and all of a sudden the cops show up. Nobody called the cops, but they're following me on my live feed. They see something going on and they go in and they intervene. My job is not to turn people in. My so job is to observe and write stories about the police and you, the actions that are going when on. When you put your reporter's hat on, mm -hmm. you're no longer a citizen. Well, no, I'm a, I'm a citizen. If, right. there's, if there's something that's really big, like, like the murder on Broadway two, two, two Tuesdays ago, mm. um, had I been there when it was happening, yeah, I would have called that in. It's a murder. Uh, if there's a woman getting raped, I, I, I'm, I'm most likely going to do something about that unless there's like five guys and I'm not going to get myself killed, right? Um, but for the most part, unless it's like something really big, my job is not to turn people in. That's the fastest way to get dead in Lawrence. That's the fastest way to get dead because somebody will find you and they will kill you. Um, and there's a lot of very, very uh, most people in Lawrence are good people, but there's some very, very dangerous people in Lawrence who don't give two shits about human life. Um, there's a guy a couple of years ago that killed a guy just for cutting him off on Park Street, Park and Hampshire Street. Just got out of his car and shot him because he cut him off. So you'll notice when I'm driving around Lawrence doing my live feeds, I am the most courteous fucking driver in the world. I let everyone go. I stop extra long at the lights. If someone's crossing the street, even if I'm going fast, I'll slam on my brakes and wave them on because I don't want that, what, that, what happened three years ago on Park and Ongta Street to be me, or Park and Hampshire Street. I, I don't want that to be me. There's a lot of people, even though it's a small fraction of the city in Lawrence, who care so little about human life that they will literally kill you for your shoes or for looking at them the wrong way or for cutting them off in traffic. So I'm a very courteous driver. I try very hard to follow the police. I don't follow criminals. I'm not driving around Lawrence following criminals. I follow the police. So if you're a criminal and you're not interacting with the cops, the cops haven't stopped you, they're not at your house, you don't have to worry about me, right? The only time you're going to worry about me is if the cops have you stopped or the cops are at your house, then I'm going to follow the cops. And there's some people have, have um, tried to pervert that, like uh, disgraced Lawrence police officer Bill Green who was fired for corruption, went on his Facebook page this week and literally tried to get me killed and is tr still trying to get me killed. Uh, he did a two-minute video saying Tom Duggan is a rat. Right? Telling everybody that I'm a rat, that I'm the only reason I'm out there is to help the cops and turn people in. The thing that works in my favor on that, well, two things, only 100 people watch this video, but really it only takes one. The other thing that works in my favor is the criminals know that's not true. Even the criminals know it's not true. Because some of the criminals are some of my best sources. I have gang members who call me to try and rat out other gang members, and they'll say, hey, listen, you know, they give me the information, I say, please don't tell me I'm not a cop. If you want the cops to do something about it, I can give you the name of a cop that you can call who will keep your identity safe, and you can tell him anything that you want, but don't tell me. I'm not a cop. But they still call, and people are constantly calling and texting me and telling me things that are going on. Um, they know that that's not the reason why I'm out there. I don't, 
my safety is of paramount importance in Lawrence because it's a very unsafe city. And do I feel an obligation? Sometimes it's hard not to call the cops. Sometimes it's hard not to text a cop that I know that's on duty and say, hey, you got to get over to this location. Um, but my safety is more important than their safety, to me anyway. And so I go out of my way to try not to do that. Anyways, that's my answer. Where are we? We're at 3 o'clock. You got anything else, Paul? The Celtics are up two games to nothing. Now that's football? <laughs> no, that no. Against the no. Cleveland LeBrons. I don't even know what that is. Cleveland LeBron? They shouldn't even call themselves the Cavaliers. Oh. Yeah, nobody knows who else is on the team. Cavaliers. Yeah. What is a Cavalier? Somebody that no has a Cavalier idea. attitude? I don't know. Oh, I don't <laughs> must not win a lot of games. You can tell I'm completely incompetent when it comes to sports. So game three is Saturday night. Looking forward to it. We may have game five tickets to auction. Oh, Celtics yeah? Celtics tickets. We may have game five tickets of, to auction. Of this series? Wow. I believe so. Uh, Carrie Wyland from House of Mercy, who I work very uh, close with with homeless people, um, has tickets to Game 5 that she wants to auction off to help us raise money for our legal defense fund. I need five grand in the next four weeks. Mm. Um, uh, I would, I w- next week I will give you an update on our uh, legal struggles because by then everything will be public. And um, hopefully we can, uh, we can raise some money with the GoFundMe page. What we need the most, though, is advertising because that's continued revenue. If you want to advertise on this program, it's like $30 to $50 a week, depending on how long you want to stay with us. If you want to advertise in the Valley Patriot, you can put your business card in our newspaper for like $99 a month if you stick with us for four months or more. And we will promote the living crap out of your business as we are right now with Veloz Auto Auto Care, Auto Center, Veloz something, I don't know. I I lost it. It was just right in front of me. Uh, Veloz. But you will promote the living crap out of it. Veloz Auto Group on 17 Mass Ave. I want to thank all of our sponsors. I want to thank Maddie, who came in and does a great job with the uh, news. Yeah. I won't be here next week. Quite frankly, Maddie could come in here and just really not talk about much, and she would still be loved by my audience. My audience loves you. I never got more emails than I got from really from, from just about anything we've talked on the show, except for the relationship show and you are the top two that I've gotten emails Interesting. on. Interesting. So. Melvin Taylor says we've got to go home, Paul. Yeah. Do you know what that means? I'm ready. Go it home already. Ready, go home already. Able. And as Ronnie Ford would say, we wish you enough. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.